Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from a deleted user titled My Female 50, daughter-in-law 24 female, gave birth and doesn't seem to want a relationship with me. My son, David, 31, has been married to my daughter-in-law I looked up the pronunciation on this one and it was either Bia or B. But I'm going to go with Bia on this one. 24 since September of 2020. Due to the pandemic, I never really got to know her because they only dated for about a year before they got married. And I didn't know about her until they had been dating for about six months. I love my son very much, but I feel like our relationship has been rocky since they got married. He has a daughter from a previous relationship who is 10. And since they got together, I haven't had the same relationship with her. I know this is partially because he moved out of my house, very suddenly without saying anything I may add, and I no longer get her on his weekends. I try to get them to bring her to visit when they have her, but usually I only see her once a month or so, and lately this felt like she has been more distant when she visits. I think this is because Bea says negative things about me around her, and I find that unfair. They just had a baby at the end of January. She was induced due to preeclampsia and in labor for three days before having a C-section. I'd been in an accident a few weeks prior and don't have a vehicle and my son refused to pick me up to be there for the labor at all or see the baby in the hospital. But her parents got to see the baby and were in the parking lot the entire time. I called him while she was in labor a few times but on the second day after a water broke I called him and heard her snap at him to get off the phone and he refused to accept any calls after that. I just wanted to know that the three of them were okay though. He was in the hospital two days after the c-section and they wouldn't stop to visit me on their way home after the birth because she was hurting even though she had painkillers she could have taken and she didn't feel right according to my son this is when i became concerned she had ppd my daughter ended up picking up her prescriptions and some groceries for them and got to see the baby that night her and bear have a relationship that is apparently pretty good i was supposed to visit a couple of days after they got home she ended up insisting something was wrong and went back to the doctor who apparently sent her to the hospital my son told me they had diagnosed her with postpartum preeclampsia but i was pretty certain that was only something that happened during pregnancy and went away after birth so i was pretty sure he was confused the day after they admitted her again five days after the baby being born with everyone meeting her but me was my birthday i called her around eight that morning to see what was really going on but she didn't answer a while later, my son called me and wished me a happy birthday and asked why I'd called Bea. I admit I snapped at him and said she should be returning my call because I called her. I hung up on him and maybe five minutes later, she called me. I told her she should have called me and that I wanted to hear her voice and hear from her what was going on since my son gets confused. I then asked her if this was a mental or physical issue and she went silent before saying physical. I asked if she was sure 
and she got kind of snippy and said they had padding on her bed because she was a seizure risk and she couldn't be alone with her newborn, so she was pretty sure. I didn't comment on her tone because I was sure she was stressed. She was released the next day and came and visited me while I was at my daughter's watching her two kids on their way home so I could see the baby. I offered her some pillows to sit on. My son said she basically gave birth both ways. Even though I knew this wasn't true, I wondered if she had some soreness that made him think this and she refused my hospitality saying she was fine and felt pretty good. Two weeks later, my son picked me up and brought me to their home to visit. I stayed for a few hours and she didn't really make any effort to talk to me. She was just quiet and sat on the couch. When my son took me home, I asked why she was so unhospitable and he said I'd been rude while she was in the hospital, that she shouldn't have had to call me and that I shouldn't have asked if it was a mental or physical problem because he had already told me it was physical. He also said I shouldn't have posted anything on Facebook before her about the baby being born and that I was rude when he called to make me take it down. She doesn't post on social media very often so I didn't think it would be a big deal. He hasn't picked me up to see the baby because he says he needs to be there to help with the baby and they won't bring the baby to me because he says the baby isn't allowed in my house. I told my son I'm planning to quit my job to babysit for them but I haven't even gotten her return to work date and she hasn't once thanked me for doing it. Overall, I feel like she's holding on to some very petty things and is using them to keep me from my son and granddaughters. I want to help with her but I am missing some critical bonding time with a baby and I'm going to struggle to forgive her for it. Especially over petty nonsense, she won't even bring up to talk to me. I'm really wanting to send a text and lay out all my feelings for her and just hash it out. But I understand there are probably cultural differences at play with all of us too. So I could use some advice on what to say. And immediately in the comments, there was an exchange between OP and another commenter. A commenter said, Lady, if you don't pull your head out of your ass, you're not going to be a part of their lives at all. You're not owed nearly any of what you seem to think you are. When it comes to their baby, they don't owe you crap. One, your son had two priorities when his wife was in labor. His wife and their baby, not you. He didn't have time to pick you up or talk to you on the phone. Have you ever heard of a taxi cab? Two, she shouldn't have to take a pain pill just so they can stop by and see you on their way home. How incredibly selfish of you. They did the right thing and went straight home. 3. Are you seriously questioning a doctor's diagnosis? Do you really think it's appropriate to ask her if it's physical or mental? Are you mental? Or, you're lucky anyone called you back at all. They are tired and learning how to care for their newborn. And that is after your daughter-in-law had a complicated labor and delivery and complications after birth. No one has the emotional bandwidth to deal with your entitlement. 5. Inconvenience your son and had him pick you up and drive you home. Again, taxi, Uber, Lyft were better options. Then you're complaining his wife, who is exhausted and still healing, was inhospitable. I'm guessing she was saying plenty to you in her head, but was too polite to actually verbalize it. 6. Do they even want you babysitting their baby? Did they actually ask this of you, or did you just decree that this is what is happening? 7. You do not post baby news on Facebook without the parent's permission. You are rude and overstepping. 8. If you want to send them a text, send them a sincere apology for being a pushy, entitled, pain in the ass and promise you'll behave better in the future. OP responds and says I'm a grandparent and do deserve to be in my grandchildren's life. I also deserve not to have my eldest granddaughter turned against me. Saying they owe me nothing is incorrect and courts would agree with that. I love them both so I don't want it to come to that but I am owed that. One, if he were to come the first night before she was in real labor, he wouldn't have needed to talk to me. 
who didn't have taxi cabs and the Uber would have been well put out of my budget. Two, she refused to take any of the painkillers once discharged, period. That was selfish of her. And I had food for them too. So my son wouldn't have had to cook. It wasn't just for me to see the baby. Three, no, I was questioning if my son had the right information. He's relayed wrong things before. Four, I understand that from her perspective after reading some of the comments. However, in my family, it's just common to call back regardless, especially after having a baby. I see it as a cultural difference. Five, I can't Uber to where they live, otherwise I'll be there every day. If that was an option, I would have definitely jumped on it instead of having him pick me up. But Uber isn't in their tiny town. Six, I told my son I heard Bear telling my daughter about her struggle to find reputable daycare without a year-long wait and how she was scared for the safety of her baby. They wouldn't have to worry if I watch her. 7. My son just said not to post pictures. I didn't realize announcing I was a grandma again would be a big deal. I deleted it. 8. I told my son I was sorry for hurting her feelings when he told me. I've always apologized to him when he's told me I've done something wrong in her eyes. Whether I think it was wrong or not, I don't want to hurt her feelings ever. I want her to know she doesn't have to run to my son though. She can come to me and I want a chance to explain myself to her. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Another commenter said, wait, you told them you were quitting your job to babysit. Opie says, I told my son I would after I heard Bea telling my daughter about her struggle to find reputable daycare without a year-long wait and how she was scared for the safety of her baby. They wouldn't have to worry if I watch her. It wouldn't be for free and I own my house outright so I have no mortgage. I don't plan to live with them. I also plan to watch my daughter's two children but we currently are not on speaking terms so I may get a part-time job for weekends to supplement my income a little bit but either way I will be okay. And one last comment from OP who says I agree she seems to have no respect for me being her mother-in-law. It's very disappointing. I'm astounded by all the people who don't feel that grandparents are needed in children's lives and that I'm simply owed nothing. Without me, that child would not be here and I don't think she realizes it. I wish my son had handled a lot of this differently. It feels like people believe children can be used as pawns when you don't agree with the grandparents. I just don't understand this, but it's like every chance you have to make things better, you always make the wrong choice. It's like, and towards that last comment there, it says she's currently not on speaking terms with her daughter either. Kind of says a lot to me, right? The next post was in the legal advice subreddit two weeks later and says, I'm seeking advice on getting grandparents rights in Indiana. My son has two daughters with two different women. The oldest is 10 and he and her mother were never married, so no custody agreement. They just have an informal agreement. 
youngest is almost two months old and he and her mother are married. I was under the impression that any grandparent could petition for custody slash visitation in the US, but the way I'm reading it, I can't unless my son is incarcerated or they aren't married. Is this correct? What do I need to do to seek joint custody of my granddaughters? What do I need to do to build a solid case? I've already tried resolving this without going this drastic, but his wife doesn't want to work with me. Then a bunch of commenters pointed out to OP that she does not qualify for grandparents' rights in this scenario, and she saw them at Christmas and they have to be able parents. OP says, I was under the impression that grandparents' rights were for when a parent is keeping a child from having a relationship with the grandparents. Visitation would be more than once every three months or once a month, wouldn't it? I don't feel like there is much of a relationship with any of them to Torpedo, so if I sacrifice a relationship with them to have a relationship with my granddaughters, that would be fine. And then a bunch of people draw attention to a previous post that we just read and that she's angry her son moved out. Yuppie says, I can't travel to them currently. If I could, I'll be over there as often as I could be. I've apologized, even though I don't think I was wrong. If she felt slighted by anything I said, I apologize for it. Really though, I don't think it should matter. You don't use kids as pawns. I can have a relationship with my granddaughters without her, or I should be able to. That's what I thought grandparents' rights were for. To make sure parents couldn't stop an essential relationship with grandparents without a damn good reason, like abuse, drug use, etc. Also, he didn't need my permission to move. I just didn't appreciate that he gave no indication he was leaving. I have apologized for everything she felt I did wrong, against my better judgment. I don't feel like I should have to continue to beg. My son says she's not preventing me from seeing them and appreciates my apologies, but I still haven't seen my grandchildren. Then a week or so later, Opie updates again and says, well, I apologize to my daughter-in-law for all the things my son listed. Since I've received feedback about it being my son's job to handle his family, I told him my apologies to pass along, and then I waited. However, I got no response from Bea, no thank you, no trying to bury the hatchet, nothing. The last Friday, I made an appointment with an attorney to discuss grandparents' rights and had the appointment on Tuesday. The lawyer told me I had a good chance with my older granddaughter, but would likely get nowhere with the baby. I filled out some paperwork to get the process started, but Tuesday night I was questioning if I was doing the right thing. I called one of my friends to discuss and was seriously considering not moving forward with it after talking to her. Then yesterday, I received this message from Bea. Me, this is Bea. I just wanted to let you know that friend told us you're intending to go for grandparent rights and also shared everything you've had to say about me. Let me first say that I have not once kept either of the girls from you and I certainly have not kept son from you. He's a grown-ass man, and if he wanted to talk to you, he was free to. If not asked to come over and visit since son picked you up. You cannot expect us to one, read your mind, or two, drop everything and come pick you up. We have a new baby, and we have our own lives. I also have not said a word to you about what happened during delivery slash postpartum because I have no energy to argue with you. Son said you apologized, and I told him I appreciated it, even though it was not a real apology. You apologized for what you did to hurt my feelings, not that my feelings were hurt. I didn't have time for your drama. For the record though, what you said was absolutely disgusting. I almost died. It had nothing to do with my mental health. Since you have decided to go for grandparents' rights, we will have no direct contact with you. All contact will need to go through our lawyer. You have been removed from my Facebook. You're not permitted to post any pictures you have been sent of my child on social media. And older granddaughter's mum feels the same way regarding older granddaughter. We intend to have something written up and sent to you by the end of the week regarding this and ceasing contact with us. I assume we will be served with your visitation paperwork this week as well. 
You'll get no pictures or phone calls going forward. In fact, you will be blocked. I also hope you realize you will absolutely lose this case. Your house is not suitable to live in and you would have to be able to pass a drug test. When you lose, we will not resume contact with you. You lost your chance of being a part of our kids' lives by deciding to go the most nuclear option instead of just communicating with us. Opie then continues, I tried to respond to her and tell her that I didn't want to go through with it anymore and reacted out of anger, but she wouldn't answer texts or calls, so I assume I am really blocked. I called my son to tell him about the text she sent and he said he knew about it and it was a lot nicer than what he wanted to send me. So that's where I'm at at this point. I'm going to show my lawyer the text so that it can show how unwilling to forgive and to work with me she is and hopefully it will resolve quickly so I can at least get some visitation rights with my oldest granddaughter. Edit to add, I don't appreciate the nasty messages I have received or the barrage of nasty comments. I admit I made a mistake, but now this is my only option. It's clear that most of the responses from Reddit are those from young people, not from my generation. And I've gotten different responses in other online support groups from people of my own age, who are also grandparents, many from my own culture. Someone says, um, the drug test. Opie says, she says that I would have to pass a drug test. I use medical marijuana to help with chronic illness. It is still illegal where I live. I'm quitting entirely since this is a possibility, getting in trouble. People point out that her daughter has cut her off as well. Opie responds saying, my daughter and I generally make up within a few months. I'm not really worried. She's also more a capable mother to her children than my son's wife and other mothers are to their daughters with my son. Someone says, why the fuck is your daughter a better mother? Because they need to have better cultural examples. For instance, the oldest mother is also not from our culture slash race and her hair is very different from her daughter's. She has no idea how to take care of her hair. It's always a mess. My daughter-in-law has taken some initiative in doing and styling her hair, but she's still not great at it. The girls need someone who can teach them how to handle basic things, like taking care of their skin and hair. Oldest hair has been something I've encouraged them to let me handle long before daughter-in-law came into the picture. Not taking care of a child's hair is a form of neglect. My daughter knows how to do those things because her hair and skin are much closer to theirs and she can handle it with her own children. And one last comment from OP. No taxis, no bus. The town is around 3k people. It's around 30 minutes by car so I can't walk or bike there. I don't feel I deserve to be treated better but equal. We are both equally important in my son's life. She is obviously more important in her daughter's life right now but without me, that baby wouldn't be here. I would drop the grandparents' rights case if I wasn't cut off. I reacted out of anger and desperation, but now it's the only option since I'm cut off. Like I said in the previous bit, it's just like you watch this post unfold and there's just no self-reflection, no stepping back and thinking, what are they going through? You know, she's just given birth and it sounds like it was a traumatic birthing experience and she's went through a hell of a lot. But OP just comes into this, me, 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 what about me? Every step of the way, it felt like another wrong decision completely blowing up their relationship when all she needed to do that first time when they were going home and saying absolutely you go home get your rest let me know if there's any way that i can support you and hopefully i'll be able to visit you when you're feeling up to it but there was lots of clues along the way wasn't there i mean it was one clue after another but the daughter cut enough contact with her as well although op seems to claim as they make up every so often but then seem to break up contact again but now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. 
But just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories, your love, your support, your time, not just towards me, but to one another as well, down in the comments over on Twitter. Whatever you do, I can just see you being supportive and absolutely wonderful. Please keep it up. I'm always absolutely blown away by it, truly. And don't forget at the very end of the video, there'll be a couple of playlists there for you that you can click on. They will automatically scroll through the videos for you. So whatever you're up to, bit of crochet, bit of running, whatever you're up to, don't forget to let me know as well. I always love to see it on Twitter if you can. I can see those pictures. <laughs> don't forget to let me know. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. are on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns